It's that time of the year we're talking about your annual employee performance review. So are you an employee and your business and or boss will be giving you your review for the previous year? Maybe you're self-employed and you say, I am my boss. I, no one's giving me a review. Well, it's time that you give yourself a review. So performance reviews are designed to essentially grade employees or people based on their performance. The data is often processed by an outsider, someone like your HR team, maybe be a boss above your boss. So in today's episode, we are talking about a self-assessment and why it's important to do a self-assessment on your performance. So you can share that with your company and or your boss so you have an impact and can contribute to what they're going to rate you on. Hello, it's Melissa Botello, and thank you for tuning in to the Biswell Podcast. So if you're like me, when you hear the word performance review or evaluation, you might start to get a little angst or feel a little stress. Number one, because you know that you've done a good job. You just are wondering, was that captured throughout the year? And as a manager, if you're a manager like I am, managers don't relish critiquing employees and staff members. And so by doing a self assessment will help your manager review and highlight all of your achievements and accomplishments, and it'll help make that review even easier for them to write. So hopefully all year long, you've been building a kudos file from the day one. And if you're not, we're at the beginning of 2020, create a file either in your computer or a manual notebook, but you have to start creating your kudos file. If your company does reviews just once a year, it can really stretch your memory to think of all those projects you worked on since the last evaluation period. So keeping an email folder or computer file, like I said, or a paper one, I have them all and I will drag and drop things into my files so I can remember what I achieved throughout the year. I also do this for my employees. So if I someone recognizes them, they do a great job on their project, I have a file name for each one of the employees who work for me and I put things in there so throughout the year, I can remember to recognize them as well as put this on their performance review. In today's episode, we're gonna dig. So in today's episode, we're digging into the self-assessment and how and why you should do this and why it's so important. So why you're asking yourself, why is this so important? Why should I do it? The purpose of the employee self-assessment is to assist you and your supervisors in preparing for that performance evaluation. Completing the self-assessment allows you to contribute to the performance discussion. Your self-assessment can help you reflect on your performance over the past year and to document your accomplishments and their impact on your department or your organization. And again, if you're saying, I'm self-employed, I'm an entrepreneur, all the more reason why you should create the self-assessment assessment. So as you look back through the years, you can see your achievements and or you can share these with people. If you start to bring in partners or vendors, you can look back on this document as your year in review, your self-assessment to your accomplishments. It's also an opportunity to link your core competencies to your job duties and address your resources and development needs. So for instance, in my day job, we have five or six core competencies for individual contributors and then a few different ones for leaders. Throughout the year, I need to ensure that I am tying those core competencies into my everyday job. So for example, communicating effectively, 
and collaborating across the business. Those are two of our core competencies. So I need to demonstrate consistently where I was communicating. So I might highlight I had a a mid-year review meeting with my team to go over goals and I communicated changes within the organization. That's just one example. Or collaborating across the business. So that's a core competency. So I, throughout the year, I am making special efforts to work with different teams to uh, integrate and to collaborate on projects. And then I document those so then I can show those at year end and what the result of that collaboration was. Again, so why is this important? So it's going to help you uh, document your accomplishments and your impact. You're gonna tie those to your job duties. You're gonna address the resources and development needs you may have. And the document will help your leader or boss write your review. You may work in a company that has a tool already where I work in my day job. We have templates that populate our competencies as well as our goals and or parts of our job description. So then it's pretty easy for me to go and take my notes throughout the year and punch in. But if it doesn't, if you don't have that and you are starting from scratch, as you prepare to write this self-assessment, begin by reviewing any documentation about your work, such as your job description, performance expectations, or annual goals. Start there as your framework, and then make note in each of those sections where you impacted and how you made a difference. If you keep a performance log or track major accomplishments and work throughout the year, review your log to help you reconstruct your performance throughout the year. And again, if you don't have this now, I highly recommend it. If you're an entrepreneur, if you work a day job, if you're a volunteer, keep this log. It'll help you remember throughout your year of what you achieved, what you accomplished, and maybe what you want to work on for the next year. Reflect on the purpose of your job and how it contributes to the mission of your department or organization and include that as well. Every employee self-assessment should offer an opportunity to detail what you've accomplished during the performance review period. As an employee, this is your opportunity to demonstrate the value you bring to the company using real examples of what you've accomplished in the past year. The other way you can do this is look through your calendar. So if you have a paper calendar or your Outlook calendar in your email, go through look at what meetings, what projects you worked on, help you reflect back and get some of those details. As you read through your self-assessment examples that you're thinking of through your calendar or through your log, you'll notice that while the facts and figures are all different, the examples all share some common elements that you should include in your self-assessment. So facts and figures, I just mentioned this. Most companies, uh, most businesses, everybody is focused on the numbers, right? So may it be the numbers you did in sales, maybe the number of customers you supported, the service levels. So first dig into the facts and figures. Those are the most important. Those will stand out. It won't be good enough just to say, I helped customers with our product. Well, how many did you help? Who specifically? Give examples. This is important because your manager, your leaders will not know every single thing that you did and your impact. But if you've got your facts and figures and you start there and then just one or two examples, uh, you know, you can make an example. You had a complaint from a customer and this is what the complaint was and this is how you resolved it. It'll just tie it all together and give those specifics. Again, the specifics are super important. Vague statements in your self-assessment end up being meaningless to your boss. 
But if you can quantify your results with those specifics, your boss could better understand the impact you had. If you're talking about a project you were on, rationalize the results. So if you were taking on responsibility, uh, explain that, how you achieved it, who you worked with, who contributed, how the responsibilities were divided. Maybe you're talking about your leadership. All of those details are important. Talk about the other groups or people or customers. Again, specifics and results are really important. Now here's a difficult one to include in your self-assessment. Reflecting on any of the mistakes or mishaps that didn't go your way. It's better that you frame it than your boss does. So if you can acknowledge that there were some challenges, perhaps you were slightly delayed on a project or didn't make a deadline, but if you can reframe it with some positives that came out of it or reasons behind it, that's better coming from you than someone writing that without your contribution. And perhaps you even frame it as the mistake was an opportunity for improvement and this is what you learned out of it, this is what you gained, or perhaps you came out way ahead of things despite the mistake or the mishap. Be forthcoming on any setbacks, but be brief. Don't spend a, a huge amount of time here, but it does show your accountability. It shows your acknowledgement, and that is important. If you are recognized by customers, your internal or external, by peers, in, find a way to include that into your performance, your self-assessment. So maybe under the competencies of collaboration, somebody sent you a note at one point that you know recognized your contributions and collaboration. You know you can uh, share that in a way that's professional, but it, it highlights the contributions and it and you're referring to someone else who recognized you. Don't be shy. Employee self-evaluation should highlight your best effort and your self-assessment is not time for self-deprecation. Be loud and proud. If you can't do it, then no one else will. And I know that's not easy. I know it sounds easy and I am one of the worst people at shining a light on my efforts, contributions, and successes, something I'm working on. And I find that doing it in writing is a little bit easier than obviously being loud and proud and talking about it out loud. So if you're like me and you struggle to pat yourself on the back, uh, a leader, uh, Jane Shudar, she's a leadership and personal development coach, suggests letting the metrics do the talking for you. And as I said that to start out with, right? People want facts and they want numbers. And when you've got them and you've overachieved them, that's your way to shine the light on you and your team. Any good self-appraisal has these metrics, but it also is a great way to let the results speak for themselves. So when you don't and can't be that loud and proud, those results will speak for you. So again, rather than saying 2019 was a huge success, try something like I outperformed my 2019 sales goals by over 135%. So again, it's about the numbers. And even if you're in a field that's less metric driven and there are still likely facts about your role and your responsibility that you can benchmark against others who are doing the similar or same job. So one of the things that my current company does and we don't all utilize, but is there is a way to get employee or get peer feedback from others. So you could always try to send if it's through a system and or just through an email with someone you collaborated with, someone you worked well with and said, hey, I'm reflecting on 2019 and how I contributed. Could you give me some feedback as to how I did or what I could do better? 90% of the time, 99% of the time, the people are going to give you positive feedback and that you can take into your review or make it as an attachment to say, you know, please see the example from Jane Doe who gave me positive feedback on our collaboration this year. That speaks volumes. Let's wrap this up. 
And let's face it, writing a performance review or self-assessment is painful. And singing our own praises is usually pretty awkward. And as I said, something I'm still working on. And when you do have things to crow about, you always worry that you're coming off too arrogant. But as daunting and awkward as they are, they are incredibly important part of your performance review. So if you don't have a system or the company doesn't even require it, I still suggest you do it. Uh, this year I had two leaders uh, and in transition for another one. I just created my own. It was an email document. I took the goals for the year. I took the competencies and I put details into each one because I wanted to make sure that my contributions were not overlooked. So think about the self-assessment as part of your review where you, not your manager, you can give your own perspective on your performance and provide more information to your manager about your actions and choices. It also highlights for your manager how you see yourself and your role within your team and the company. So don't shrug this part off of the review. And I will say one other thing. I always include personal development or professional development in there. So I want my manager to know I took courses even if the company didn't pay for them or I read these books and this is how I use them in business. So again, it's showing the broader picture of your performance, your contribution to the company. In closing, here are the last tips. So figure out what you really think. What did you really think of your year? Where did you make the biggest difference? And start there. Review your goals and feedback from past reviews and or from those who you solicited and asked for their feedback. Go back to notes that you had that your manager gave you throughout the year during one-on-ones. What did they ask you to do? What recognition did they give? Pull all those into this self-assessment and guess what your manager might say and talk about those missteps if you had any. It's better to put it out there, be accountable, acknowledge where you may have felt a little bit short and then what you did to make up for it. A couple thoughts to leave you with. If you were writing this review for someone else, take you out of it, but you look at the facts, how would you write it? You would probably be singing praises and giving recognition. So do that for yourself, but write it as it's not you. Think about your team and what you contributed. If you were not in that role leading or being part of that team, how would the team have suffered? Talk about that. Are there things that you do or that your team does that no one else does? Talk about that. Refer back to those unique individual contributions. Your self-appraisal or self-assessment is a crucial component to providing a complete picture of your performance. It's also a key part of your self-development. So don't put it off. It's January. It's time to reflect on your achievements of 2019 and the areas that you want to improve on. So take the time to reflect on your success and challenges and your lessons learned. And then give it to your manager, give it to HR, and then be ready to have that discussion. Be ready for a rich performance review and discussion. And don't forget to bring a copy of your self-assessment with you just in case you can have those points to refer to in your discussion. I'm wishing you well in your performance review and love to hear your thoughts and tips on how you write your self-assessment. Drop me a line at the Biswell podcast. That's B-I-Z-W-E-L-L podcast at outlook.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.